The administrative law judges at the Social Security Administration have asked the brand-new commissioner, Andrew Saul, to suspend negotiations with their union on a new collective bargaining agreement. At issue is who reports to whom. Joining me to sort it all out, the president of the Association of Administrative Law Judges, Melissa McIntosh. Ms. McIntosh, good to have you on. Thank you. Great to be here. Let's get right to the issue of what it is that you feel needs to cause these talks to stop. There's a constitutional issue, which I don't fully grasp. Maybe you can explain it. Sure. Recently, there was a Supreme Court decision, and it found that administrative law judges in the federal sector are inferior officers. And that means that as inferior officers, we must report to a principal or an individual who's been confirmed by the Senate, a presidential appointee. Currently, we report to an employee, and that is not a proper structure. We believe it needs to be remedied. So you need the new commissioner to make an administrative change in the setup at Social Security before you feel you can continue? Absolutely. First off, we're very excited about Mr. Saul's confirmation. We look forward to working with him. We are looking to him to assist us in ensuring that we are in compliance with the recent Supreme Court decision, which is entitled Lucia, the SEC, as well as the Solicitor General's guidance that has directed all agencies to no longer argue that administrative law judges are not inferior officers. Well, at the Social Security Administration, there are not that many appointees. So do you know the individual, or at least the title, I should say, that the administrative law judges should report to? Or is that the commissioner? Well, it absolutely can be, Mr. Saul, the commissioner. It can also be the deputy commissioner. There are only three presidential appointees, individuals who are considered principal officers at SSA. That's the inspector general. That would not be proper. But otherwise, it would be the commissioner or the deputy commissioner at SSA. And who do they report to now? Currently, they report to an associate commissioner, or rather specifically an individual who is in charge of the Office of Hearing Operations. And this individual is not an attorney. We're actually the largest judicial corps in the world. And it is problematic that we have a non-attorney running the largest judicial corps in the world. How many of there are you, by the way? Approximately 1,500 judges throughout the United States. And so you have uh, given this idea to Mr. Saul on, I don't think he's been in the job you know, very long yet, just a few days. <laughs> so we, we, we haven't. I, he hasn't, and, you know, he just was confirmed. Uh, we did want to reach out to him right away. We did reach out to the uh, previous uh, acting commissioner that was um, Ms. Barry Hill. We haven't heard. And I think it's interesting to note that we have consulted with um, eminent constitutional scholars In fact, Professor Alan Morrison at George Washington University wrote a letter on our behalf asserting this claim. That was back in March. We haven't had a response. Okay, so then it's too early to tell how Mr. Saul will decide, but it sounds like given the Supreme Court case, he doesn't have a lot of choice. I I really do believe it, it is necessary, and the current administration has spoken that we are inferior officers, and We must report to a principal officer. Okay, let's get into some of the details of the negotiations as they would go otherwise. 
where are you with respect to the existing bargaining agreement? Has it expired yet or is it about to expire? Give us the, some of the well, particulars. Well, it, it has expired, but yet we are currently governed under that collective bargaining agreement. We are in negotiations to establish a new collective bargaining agreement. We did reach out at the beginning of the negotiations and, and pointed out this constitutional issue because, I mean, just by common sense, you need your proper reporting structure to move forward to establish uh, terms and conditions of employment. But of course, we are here to negotiate in good faith with the agency as is um, and are hopeful that ultimately the structure issue, the reporting structure defect will be cured. We're speaking with Melissa McIntosh. She's president of the Association of Administrative Law Judges at the Social Security Administration, and you yourself are an administrative law judge. Yes, I am. And is there a material effect on your day-to-day work in not reporting to someone who is a, I guess, superior officer or sworn officer, confirmed officer, as, as an inferior officer? I believe that if the reporting structure is cured, our status within the agency will be elevated. When the chief judge has to report to a non-principal, an employee, there isn't the ability, in my opinion, to run this large judicial corps in the most efficient, effective way. There are considerations related to case processing and, and ensuring the due process rights of our claimants. You really do need um, that level of importance to American citizens, you need that elevated in stature within the agency. And so if you did report to a confirmed person, what if they were not an attorney? Well, we believe that it would still elevate um, the importance of judges, the importance of what we do, and that would empower us to more greatly serve or better serve the American public. Um, When you don't have... um, eyes on you when um, a higher-ranking official within your organization isn't involved in that direct way. There's a barrier, and our concerns, our issues in relation to judicial independence, case processing, they just don't have the same um, impact to the agency as a whole. And are you aware of other agencies that have judicial processes like this? There are several of them. And do you know what their reporting structures are? The vast majority of ALJs in the federal sector do report to a principal or superior officer. We are an outlier. But we are also the largest group of ALJs in the federal sector. We are about 80, 85 percent of all ALJs. Yeah, so you've got 1,500, you're 80 percent of them. That doesn't leave too many for, like, Veterans Affairs and some of the other larger agencies. Right. Actually, most ALJs start out at SSA and then they move on to other agencies. But we are definitely uh, the largest group. So it sounds like there's a bit of a time issue here since the old agreement has expired. You want to be working under a fresh one. Has there been, aside from this issue of reporting, was there any initial proposal from Social Security to begin with? Well, they have not responded to our constitutional claim, and so we are proceeding with negotiations as is. But we really do believe it would be uh, wisest, most efficient, and and proper for us to just hit pause and and take a step back and look at the reporting structure. But before this pause, did Social Security have an opening position on a new agreement at all? Or have you gotten to that that far yet? 
We, oh, well, sure. We've already engaged in negotiations. We, have, um, we began in March. So we're in the process of negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement. And do you have the sense that if you and the agency can resolve the reporting structure, that the rest of it will go pretty smoothly, which has not been the case in a lot of agencies lately, including Social Security? Well, it, it certainly remains to be seen. We are absolutely doing our best and remaining positive, and we're being very focused on mission and judicial function and how that impacts the American public. It's true, as, as many of us know, there was a recent um, federal service impasses panel decision that related to our colleagues that are in AFGE here at SSA, and it um, was a, a draconian decision that has uh, going to have great impact on our colleagues here. Yeah, so that was, I guess, what I was driving at, was the proposal to the ALJs, similar in tone and nature and scope to what the management imposed on the AFGE employees at the rest of Social Security. Well, at this point, because we're in the process of the negotiation that is mediation, I can't specifically comment on that. All right. Well, we'll have to see what comes out the other end. Melissa McIntosh is president of the Association of Administrative Law Judges of the Social Security Administration. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 